Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Good day, good day, good day, and thanks for coming, everyone down under. My name is Seth. What's yours, Joey's? <laughs> Hi, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, back, back again to another fabulous week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. We're, of course, back, back, back again to get into all of the full coverage and all of the tea of this week's Snatch Game episode of Drag Race Down Under. But before we get too far into that, we do have a special guest with us this week, and it is none other than one of your Aussie fellow podcasters, KT from For Your Reference Podcast. Obligatory good day, good day, good day. <laughs> I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> Welcome to the show, fam. Thanks for having me. This is definitely the podcast that has been in the making for such the longest time. Like we've been friends with KT and and we'll just in and OT, of course. Um, and for so long, and it's just we've never found time to collaborate. But you know, RuPaul went down under, and and so we <laughs> did we. <laughs> Here we are. Hold your breath and take a plunge, friends and lovers. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast in case they might be interested in going to check you out? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for this hopefully free airtime. Uh, <laughs> we'll bill you later. <laughs> our love language is film references and tv characters that die too soon so if you're interested every episode we do is a review on a tv show um and also films as well that's pretty much it you decide whether you like us or not really <laughs> <laughs> is it i like the ones where it's like spicy where you and ot have different opinions oh that's oh, so yeah. fun especially when they get on each other's cases i was um <laughs> recently listening to the mortal Kombat episode yes. of course and that was good coverage per usual oh my god oh thank you if you'd like to finish him let me know <laughs> i wouldn't mind finishing Liu kang Fatality. i have to listen yes. to that one because i love mortal Kombat, so i need to check that one out yes talk about all the movies so um so you can get all caught up you can hear a little bit about each movie yeah, i dozed I, off a little bit in the middle because i haven't seen those two <laughs> <laughs> what you haven't seen those i i've only seen the first one and then the new one wow Wow. I think it, you could definitely skip um, Annihilation. I think that's generally accepted as very not good. Yeah, that's true. Scorpion that, was my favorite, too. That's what I got from your podcast. I was like, you know, I don't feel so bad. I haven't watched it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, however, we can comfort you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, yes, we are, of course, here to talk about uh, Drag Race Down Under today. What are your thoughts about, you know, just kind of the queens and the start of the season, Katie? Uh, you know, perusing myself around the world through Drag Race. <laughs> um, there, there's always a level of quality, especially in the U.S., because it's been around for probably as long as Supernatural has been around, like 20 a million seasons. <laughs> Um, so the, naturally the quality is going to be there. Even in Drag Race Holland, there was quality. Mm, maybe in some cases they weren't. But in <laughs> to the costuming and, and the fanfare and the performance. <laughs> so in regards to the first episode of Down Under, 
I was a bit underwhelmed, to be perfectly honest, between you and I and not the Australians and Kiwis. <laughs> I was a bit <laughs> underwhelmed with the costuming. And I also know that we're in Pamela Anderson's Paninis right now. So <laughs> we are. Time. So I, I do understand that. But also this is the first iteration introducing the down under realness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was, yes. I was definitely, I was feeling this episode a lot more in regards to just the general production because obviously we can get into the details, but it's the first thing you see and you're like, oh, this isn't as good. But now we're getting into, you know, the nitty gritty and being able to, um, as the kids say, understand the assignment. Yes, I, I do remember, uh, I didn't look too much into it, but I do remember there was some drama about filming of this season. Um, oh. Because it was originally going to be filmed in Australia somewhere. And then they just, I think they decided to move to film in New Zealand. So I'm not sure um, what the, what the issue is with that switch, but I know it upset some people down in that area. I think it mm. might've had to do just with cases in general, because New Zealand was kind of like the place that everyone looked at with shiny eyes. Right. Yeah. Um, why they were filming there and I also remember um when you guys were covering Holland you were talking about the prize money and and how it works and even with the UK and even with the prize in Australia I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah I still don't remember what the prize is are they going to actually win money (laughs) now that we're talking about it I have no clue they haven't mentioned like I I can't remember them mentioning a grand prize (laughs) Like not even a makeup package, bitch. Like, does do we get a year supply, a lifetime supply of something? I don't know. It sounds like they at least win. I, I remember they won five thousand dollars for this week. The cash tip. Yeah, the cash tip this week. So maybe they're they just get cash tips along the way. Like I don't know. Oh my gosh! Let us know, listeners, if we miss something. Yeah, I'm kind of confused now. <laughs> I forgot about that. I know. I'm like feeling lost over here. Yeah, well, at least they're getting some money as opposed as opposed to just getting um like a little badge because people are like saying that she was gonna give out little kangaroo badges. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought I thought we come out of the womb with them in Australia. Is that not how it works? <laughs> <laughs> so we we do have some updates for you this week. Of course, uh, last week we talked about Tamisha Amon versus Monet Exchange. But my goodness, <laughs> like this has become like a whole thing. So we thought we would just give you the oral history of Tamisha Amon <laughs> versus the world. Let's break it down. I have comments. Girl, talk about a total like reverse like opinion from last week. I was just listening back to our podcast and I was like, this is crazy. I was like totally on Tamisha Amon's side. And then this week, like we were like <laughs> totally ready. took a turn. We were like ready for the tea and then homegirl <laughs> crashed and burned. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we should say before we get too far into it, like let's support all the queens. Like we still love Tamisha. We still love uh, Bob. We still love Monet. We still love the Vixen. We still love everybody involved in this story. Let's of not course. send hate to any of the queens. So I guess this whole story starts, you know, with um, some exchanges on the Sibling Rivalry podcast. Bob was joking a little bit. I guess there was like some vague comment that Tamisha Mon had made. I think it was maybe in a live and like Bob thought it was about Monet or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so like they started joking around about it on the show. And then 
and then it comes to be like all of the sudden on uh what was it may 1st or something like that tamisha mon's like live like at like five in the morning <laughs> like <laughs> in may, full drag <laughs> may may 1st or may 2nd like homegirl was up and ready like it was press tour day yeah she was she was calling hoes out she specifically was going to make an example of Monet exchange. Uh, she was the tribute sacrifice in place of all <laughs> drag queen podcasters, but uh, Bob, the drag queen was not completely safe, but there was, there did seem to be some love there between Tamisha and Bob. And uh, so there was this whole lie basically, you know, where Tamisha Mon is going to go live um, on Wednesday. There's going to be a video where Tamisha Mon reads the hell out of Monet exchange. Okay. That's the beginning of the story. Yeah. So big old teaser. Big old teaser. So it's uh, it's a Tuesday and and there's no live. There's <laughs> no live. There is a video of Tamisha making excuses as to why she does not have enough people working to get her merch out, which I was bored by. And then she <laughs> says, oh, well, um, all these all these people are trying to shut me down. So like I'm creating the Tamisha Iman Network. And we're going to talk about it on there. It was just so bad because she never really got to the whole point of the Monet drama. And instead, it was just like a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff that we didn't really need. And it would just like look sloppy. Um, they weren't in drag. So charging people for this content, it's like, um, what are we doing here? Yeah. And like, who knew that the labor shortage was actually going to hit Tamisha Mon's network as well? <laughs> Like, I did not see that yeah, coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming. So then Bob decides to announce that he, since there was no reading, no public dragging of Monet Exchange, <laughs> that Bob was going to publicly drag Monet Exchange on YouTube and, like, uh, review all of her season 10 looks. So... <laughs> In Bob the midst is so messy like you have to love Bob <laughs> you do like it's for for Bob and Monet it's like more playful like yeah, it's, it's like always a thing. playful like they drag each other on the show it's for fun and, and Bob wanted to give the fans what they didn't get so um, <laughs> yes and, and and Bob gets in like quick dragon like I think she said 40 <laughs> minutes something like that and in the meantime she pops into um, a drag queen that is not on drag race and I forget her name but um, the Vixen was also in there. Okay. So then uh, the Vixen and Bob kind of square off a little bit. And the Vixen is saying like, well, this is um, the Vixen sort of backing up Tamisha. Of course. Okay. I could see gotcha. that. No shade, but I could totally see that. Definitely. And, you know, I think uh, Vixen has her own issues with Monet, uh, at, you know, that we saw in the finale. <laughs> yes. But um, yes. So that so then so there was a little bit of a back and forth between the vixen and bob they were kind of like i don't know if they they were like totally on the same page but they were being very like um uh professional i guess we'll say like like frenemies. cordial yeah like frenemies <laughs> like they were like you know bob was like i love you vixen like you're like a queen like you're the best but whatever so like yeah. oh i love your sweater yes that's exactly <laughs> right but that is so camp <laughs> 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 but um so yeah so that's what happened there and then then bob went live and was um doing reading all the looks and then it turns out she's in a hotel room and they're do somewhere filming we're here because shangela and 
um, Eureka O'Hara were there in the background. Eventually they came in and joined and they were kind of talking a little bit about it. And I think that I saw Ginger Minge in the background, who I don't oh. think we we're supposed to see. Uh-oh. So I don't know if Ginger is going to be on We're Here as a guest or a new like something or other. I could have been wrong, Ooh. but they were definitely trying to like hide her. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. So that could be some potential tea for you. And we did so, on sibling rivalry because we're patrons. Um that Bob was going to be away. So, hmm, Ginger Min, Jay. Yes, girl. So okay. then after this live, then Candy went live and Candy Muse <laughs> and Candy Muse like eventually like brings Bob in. And so they're talking about it. Some tea is spilled there. You know, of course, Candy Muse has her own issues with Tamisha Amon. Um, so basically... <laughs> girl. I said what I said that's like she says that all the time now to me she like about anything just to like whatever but um but yeah so that's the drama there and then eventually it gets to the time for the Tamisha Mon show where Monet was not even dragged at all but she actually ended up having Candy Muse on as a guest and the show was four hours late four hours late girl <laughs> come and, on now. Yeah, it was it was not very good. And then um people you could either pay $15.99 to watch the single show or you can have a subscription to the network for $25 a month. So oh, I no. yes. Wow. So people were purchasing <laughs> I think th- I forget so- it went wrong. So it's like somehow people were purchasing like the fifteen ninety nine <laughs> or something. Or no, people were buying the twenty five dollar. I think people were buying the twenty five dollar monthly pass, but then they got charged three times. <laughs> no, so they were paying like seventy dollars. No, Tamisha, this is just a ball of burning tumbleweave. My like favorite thing about this was the tweet that you got where it was like, this is the fire festival of drag. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, not only is like, not only are people getting overcharged, but they're not even able to get in to watch the show. And Monet is out here posting just like um, fully tucked nude and heels only like reels on Instagram, not not giving a fuck about any of this. Yeah, I mean, this shit is wild, girl. Like, Tamisha, I I respect the hustle for sure. Like, you know, making the Tamisha Mon Network, get your coin, girl, do your thing, of course. Like, much props. But, like, being late and, like, Candy Muse had no idea what was going on. And she had, like, things to do in her life. Like, you know, Tamisha just kept Candy, like, sitting around for hours. This is when Squarespace goes wrong, when just you can't check your email, your calendars, the website's not working, the streaming's broke. Man, like, Tamisha just, like, totally, like, I was, like, rooting for her. <laughs> we were all rooting for her. <laughs> rooting. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so basically Tamisha Mon is coming for everybody, and... <laughs> I don't know. This is not going to play out how Tamisha wants it to happen. I don't think she needs to let it go. Yes, girl. I don't know. This is truly wild. If there's any updates, of course, we will keep you updated, but we have to move on because we do have a show to cover here that, um, KT is actually interested in. She's like, what is all this Tamisha Mon crap? 
<laughs> Auntie's gone wild. I've got like the red string. I'm trying to like connect all the dots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a wild day that day out because I was like, this person's live and now this person's live. And I'm like, oh God, what's happening? I'm just like. <laughs> you felt like Jake Yonsei for once. I did. <laughs> I was over here with my fan. I was like, yes, honey, my Italy glasses. <laughs> free Britney. Free Brit- hashtag free Britney. No, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Stay tuned to my eight-part Britney Spears documentary that no one cares about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Let's switch gears here and get into Drag Race Down Under. Honest we, of course, start the episode with uh, Jojo Zaho has sashayed away. Bye, Queen. What are your thoughts on that, Katie? Oh, you know, I, I guess there's two layers. There's entertainment and then there's the real world, right? Optics, probably <laughs> not. Optics, probably not great uh, that our Indigenous Aboriginal Queen was the first to leave. However, there was the whole wig situation. Um, and I, I guess because we, we can talk about what matters and, and, and obviously not not all lives, specifically Indigenous lives matter. Um, but also at the same time, we are here to be entertained and there is a level um, that everyone needs to be able to meet. So that was an inner conflict that I had and I shared it with Seth and he's like, get back in girl. And I'm like, okay, I'm stashed back in. I'm ready to go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's just one of those lenses. Right. Um, But yeah, I was definitely ready to see what episode two would bring. And it brought a lot too much in some cases, but it brought It did. And, and were you familiar with the kind of backstory we learned with Jojo about the missions in Western Australia? Yes. And this is also what I love about your show, because it is glittery and it is about fanfare, but you talk about real shit. So oh, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> that you guys have a podcast where you can bring that up. Um, in colonization, no, I'm not going to give a lesson today. Um, <laughs> Essentially, it it was that whole like breed whiteness into um, indigenous peoples. And that's essentially what that was. Rabbit Proof Fence kind of covers that as well. A whole generation of um, Aboriginal children were taken from their parents. um, And I guess also trigger warning, but I already said it. Um, So that's kind of where we are. And unfortunately, where the pieces have to be picked up by the Indigenous community. And that's what Jojo was talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do want to say something too, like just because I, I don't know like a lot of Australian history, but like learning that from the first episode, to me, like the United States and Australia, we have a lot of like, similar history and that like we're also like a colonized place so like what happened to like the native americans here and then like with slavery is just like so horrific and it's just i don't know i just find i feel like australia and united states like have a lot of like similarities in that aspect where like the liberal like part of our country is like push back and like try to like make sure that those things don't go unknown i guess and or unseen So I I don't know. I just thought that was kind of an interesting observation from my point, like just learning even about that, about Australia, because I honestly don't know that much about it, but I just, I don't know. I found that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, with OT, my life partner and my podcast partner, (laughs) um, 
you know, even him learning the history of Australia, I think it's written in textbooks, so it doesn't feel as malicious. It doesn't feel as inhumane. Right. And like, like you said, Stoney, unfortunately, the, the similarities that Australia and America have is just not acknowledging the history of Indigenous people. Um, yeah. Because to acknowledge that is to acknowledge that perhaps jumping onto someone other's land and putting laws that have nothing to do with anything wasn't great. So then what do we do with that? I don't think anyone wants to talk about what do we do with that? So we just don't acknowledge it at all. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I was just wondering, so the missions are over now, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was just wondering, oh, like, you know, yeah, know yeah. If, if you want to talk about it morphing into like government initiatives, that's a story for another day. But okay. in, in, in sort of broad optics, yes, it's kind of over. Um, I, I'm a brown gal uh, living here. I was born here. And, uh, you know, sometimes on the podcast, I'll talk about racism that I've experienced. But I think it is to the rest of the world. Um, you know, there's a joke like no matter which country you're in, you're going to come across an Australian. Like there's always <laughs> Australians traveling everywhere. Um, and, and it's fun and we can do that. But even in Australian screens, all you do see are white Australians, even though there's a big migrant community as well as Indigenous people as well. Right, right. Because Odie is from Nigeria. Yeah. Is that right? Kenya. Oh, Kenya. My bad. I forget. My That's apologies it. from Kenya. So so I was just wondering kind of like in relation to, you know, as someone that is from Kenya and with the missions that they had in Western Australia, I was just wondering if he like really faces any sort of um, if, if it's if that's like a prevalent like thing that he has to worry about as he goes through life in Australia. I, unfortunately, racism uh if you'll pardon the pun comes in different colors and it comes in different shades uh because when you're living like you know uh, i'm speaking on behalf of it but you know he was born and raised in kenya so he saw his people right mm -hmm. so when you migrate somewhere it is different you are the minority you are the you know you're, you're not the one that's necessarily being spoken on behalf of mm -hmm. so i think it, being in a country like the diaspora like if you're in a country where you're not indigenous to and you're not native to that brings a whole complex slew of experiences you know even for myself as well how do you traverse your nationality and your race mm -hmm. right it's interesting because this is like a whole um a conversation that has been brought up by this conversation from jojo <laughs> yeah so now hopefully our listeners know a little bit more about like the um, African history with uh, racism and things like that, because it's not just isolated to like, you know, America or I get, I mean, anywhere really has their own issues. Yeah. Open those books, listeners and listen to Jojo Zaho in the library. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. All right. Let's move, I guess, away from this history and into the now. So Art Simone is feeling enraged that she did not win the first challenge. And uh, I think that Miss Karen from Finance should just watch her back. You never know. She might put some uh, glass in that makeup. Listen, I feel like the marbles are about to hit the floor a little early. Yeah, this like edit like totally hits different now that we know the result. So I'm like still like, <laughs> raging right now. So I don't know. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so also, this is kind of fun. I thought it was interesting that the Kiwis on the show did not know what a shoey was. I caught that too, but I mean, 
we can easily assume that everyone down under has the same references, but these are still two different places. Yeah, but like also like uh, I'm from America and I knew to Shui, so like they're much closer to Australia. I had no idea I what a Shui was. I didn't know what a Shui was. Like I've heard of the boot in Germany, but like not the like I didn't know what a Shui was. Have, have you done any Shuis, Katie? Uh, no. And I also missed it. <laughs> There's a rite of passage, and it's called Goon, uh, which is a wine. It's wine that comes in a bag, essentially. Oh yeah. Where you would pin it to the clothesline, which I think you guys have, like a washing line outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you drink from that. Um, but because I was brought up in religion and I am a brown girl, I wasn't even allowed. So I missed that quintessential Australian experience. Oh no. Um, but I also feel like Shui, like one person did it in the outback and then they just like to tell Americans that this is what Australians do. <laughs> That's probably why the Kiwi Queens didn't know about it. It's uh, a whole Vegemite, like taste Vegemite. Ha ha, it's salty. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I hope those shoes are clean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if depending how drunk you are, maybe it doesn't matter. Uh. I don't know. And also, too, you know, they did mention, oh, maybe we can do something that the Kiwis do. And, and do they really have sex with sheep in, in New Zealand? <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> I think I think that's um because then you see which of the which of the queens uh, are a bit more um, edgier in regards to their comedy. But I did laugh a bit too hard at that. I cackled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely cackled as well. Like this, this queens, these queens on this season are spicy. Like the shade is there, and sometimes the shade is like, ooh, that cut a little bit. <laughs> I mean, listen, think about what happens in the South in America, and just I'm assuming that same thing happens probably in like places like New Zealand. <laughs> Maybe they get lonely out there. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's move on. This is weird. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have no time to waste this week. Looking at you, season 13. <laughs> For real. Uh, we are skipping the mini and heading straight into the mini challenge this week, which, of course, is Snatch Game. Episode two, Snatch Game. Yeah, she's here so soon. Yeah, like I'm excited. Like, I'm actually glad that this happened. I mean, really, this is a pretty small cast, like 10 people. So I don't know. Like, I was, I'm kind of glad that it happened with nine, with nine cast members. This is a curveball I can get behind. I don't know. It's just kind of, it's a little bit different, you know? So, of course, you know, we have to see who's playing who. And of course, we have to see is there going to be anybody playing? the same person and of course in this premiere season of drag race down under scarlet and art simone both want to be bindi irwin who is uh, of course the daughter of steve irwin rest in peace yes um there has to be the drama there so you know i'm also not surprised that this character came up more than once yeah i don't know like i I figured this would happen in a snatch game. Like, honestly, like when drag race got like announced for down under, like I thought like, yeah, we're going to get like lots of like these for snatch game. But yeah. So I guess I, I figured out, or I guess this is what happened, right? Like this is exactly what I expected. Yes. Is, um, is Bindi a cultural icon down there, Katie? Uh, by default. 
Erwin, <laughs> 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 like, uh, he, he meant a lot and he represented Australia um, in all shapes and forms around the world. So, you know, you're a bit of a dick if you don't like the kids of someone that's well beloved, right? So, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, even what Art was saying, I don't know if Bindid says anything that's super iconic, right? So, um, you kind of just need to play into the character kind of a bit too much personally. But then it made mm-hmm. me feel like, are there no Australian icons at all? Because there really weren't that many in the Snatch game. I was worried I wouldn't be able to recognize uh, anyone on Snatch game, but there was kind of a mixture around. There were no Hemsworths. I don't know if we wanted to do Mel Gibson. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, oh my gosh. yeah, like I feel like they're they could have definitely done like something like Chris Hemsworth. Like that could have been like, what if somebody did Thor? Oh, yeah, like just play yeah. Thor. Like that would have been hilarious, actually. <laughs> like in Snatch Game. <laughs> I mean, nobody did Kylie Minogue. Oh, you don't come for the queen, though. Yeah, she. Uh, you don't want to mess that one up. Yeah, it's like you can't do the divas. But then I again, mean, didn't Maxi do Dolly Parton? And that was said, uh, Karen, oh, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And then they no one no one has ever done Dolly. I don't think so. I don't think no. they have. Which no. I mean, Trixie probably should have done her, but she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whew. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I yeah I I expected a little bit more, <laughs> but we'll, we'll yeah. get there. So let's see. Uh, yeah. So the RuPaul comes in for table visits and she's having quite the laugh, mostly with Anita and Art Simone. And that's usually a good sign of what's to come. <laughs> usually. An- Anita Wiglet, like this energy, like ketamine, of course, alluded to there being something behind that um a side of them that we don't really get to see but maybe that'll come out later but this energy for now is just like so kooky and all over the place i feel like you would have to just be like sucked into it like you'd have to love it so you don't go crazy right i know i feel like anita's just had too many coffees yes <laughs> just like slow down girl like, like maybe get the espressos. decaf next time because like she's just all over the place. I do think she's funny, but yes. sometimes I'm like, damn girl, like stop smiling. <laughs> oh, not stop smiling. Maybe just like turn it down to speed 30. Yeah. yeah. She's like the uh, Binda La Creme of Australia. Okay. Maybe. I could see I that. I could see that. Yeah. Tra- what is, what, how does Ben describe it? Tragically happy or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess we can talk about this later, but I, I feel like people are really sleeping on Anita. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like she's um like here to do some damage for sure. Definitely. All right. So let's see here. Let's get into it, Sheila's. Who did you think was doing well in the snatch game? Um, the queen. The queen was doing well. Anita was slain. In that yellow outfit, she just looked like somebody's grandma, first of all. <laughs> well, that that's pretty iconic Queen Elizabeth, right? Yes, but I mean, just it's Snatch Game, so you're dragging it up. You're in character. Like, I appreciated everything she was doing with the look, um, the physical comedy, and the actual comedy. Yeah, I, I don't know. She definitely did really well. Like, it's definitely that, like, old lady character that, like, 
kind of like you said, like Benda Lacrem, like she played that in Snatch Game, and like <laughs> I forget who she was playing on Snatch Game. She was someone Maggie. from Downton Abbey, yeah, Maggie Smith's okay. character, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I thought she was good. She was doing really good with like the the shaking of her hands, and she was just in character the whole time. So I I really liked it. I yeah. I really feel yeah. like this was Anita's moment, like. It was. Episode, but especially Snatch Game, this was Anita's moment. And I, I know we talk about the the wired energy that Anita has, but this is exactly where to channel it. Yes. And of course, you can dress like an old person, but Anita really lent into that and committed to the bit. And even the even the things she was saying was absolutely deplorable because you believe <laughs> that she's an old lady. And even when she talks about, you know, the text messages as well, like it was it was great. And I think that's how you do controversial or edgy sort of humor, which I guess we'll get to one of the queens where I feel like it wasn't done well. Um, but Anita, it was definitely her moment. I personally enjoyed her dap. Oh my god, <laughs> that was the best part. Her the dry dap. ass pussy. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sent me off the couch. <laughs> that's not a joke you expect to happen, but it happened. <laughs> Katie's absolutely right. <laughs> right. Like this is where that energy is channeled, and it all just came spewing out. It was really fun to watch. And I will say, I do think Rue was like right. Like I usually don't agree with Rue a lot, but like kind of like her slowing it down a little bit makes her like I think even more like better. Like you know what I mean? It gives her like a new dimension. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought another person that did a really great job was um, Scarlett Adams as Jennifer Coolidge. I thought that was a really good impression. Even, um, even though she didn't she didn't take it as far, like the reference she gave were like straight up references, but they were good. They were good. As a fan of Jennifer Coolidge, I was expecting a little more, but I could not be mad at this. Any Anyone that's going to salute the queen, one of the queens, I'm going to be here for. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was good because nobody's done Jennifer Coolidge before, right? Or at least yep. I don't remember. So I thought this was a, it was a good, like, first take of this. Too bad she didn't bend and snap, though. I know, come on. That could have been a really good joke. Like, uh, like she dropped her card behind there or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I guess that's kind of where, like, the really good ones... <laughs> <laughs> uh start we start to decline here in uh characters yeah. so i guess uh, i would say the next maybe a top character would be etc etc as lindy chamberlain that made me cackle a lot as well yeah so i should have like tried to research this some more so can like i get an understanding of who this person is because my <laughs> reference to this is from seinfeld where it's like the dingo ate your baby or whatever so <laughs> Like, who is this person? Like, did a dingo eat her baby or like, what's going on? Don't worry, Stoney. I do it all the time, especially with Star Wars. I make a reference. <laughs> no, I don't understand it. Um, yeah. So, so it's a real, it's a real actual story slash crime of a couple that lost their baby. And very infamously, she claimed that a dingo ate the baby because there was a lot of um, obvious sort of obviously there'll be suspicion around the parents and what yeah. happened but she was really holding to that fact mm, oh okay, okay. so the dingo really did eat her baby i feel like it didn't work or maybe it was too close to home i'm also not that sort of gal that sits around for hours watching true crime because it feels real to me and it's like 
this person actually died. So it kind it's hard for me to disassociate that as well. Like it kind of felt a bit one note and it's like, okay, fine. But she also did lose a baby, whether she did it or not. Alleged, I think, is the word we're supposed to use. <laughs> so um, I, they... I just felt like it didn't work. I felt like with Anita, when she was talking about the whole, you know, sending a text to underage people in the peanut butter. And <laughs> you know, I felt like that worked a lot better, maybe because, again, maybe it was just too close to home and it's so part of Australian sort of uh, periphery. Mm, okay. So did yeah. the did the actual like so we don't know what happened basically is that the gist of it like she's saying the dingo yeah. ate the baby yeah okay yeah it's just definitely dark humor <laughs> yeah well I mean Rue said we're all going to hell for this so <laughs> <laughs> that frames it well <laughs> yes uh, another person that I thought was really good was Maxi Shield as Magda I only have recently became familiar with Magda someone on uh, one of our podcast friends on Twitter uh enlightened me and sent me a video to watch and I, and and the what was portrayed on Snatch Game is Magda see I didn't know I was not familiar with this character so um I guess I can't judge too much but I thought that maybe we could have used a little more but maybe I'm wrong yeah I, I at first thought this was just a person that lived in the villages in Florida but <laughs> Uh, I guess that's not the case. I don't know. Ouch, Florida. <laughs> I mean, KT, isn't isn't Magda like an icon down there, like a comedy icon? Yeah, and but to be fair, like the the role that I most remember her for was the mother and babe. Oh, I didn't know oh that she's in there. Uh, but like Australian celebrities, they'll do like shade they'll do a film like 20 years ago and just buzz around tv screens for the rest of their life (laughs) as much as as much as i love magda i also at the same time don't know of any sort of iconic phrases that magda has just like oh yeah you're on the breakfast show again yes we see you okay 20 years ago in one film like (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i I do her her uh humor is very dry it seems like so yeah, I don't know. It's in in the snatch game. It sounded like that they were portraying her to be like too authentically Magda, and not really like making it funnier or uh, interpreting it to be a little bit more funny. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, they were too smart for snatch game. Yes, girl. Um, moving down the line to people that were not so great. <laughs> we oh have <laughs> who's next? We have, uh, I, I think we will sit, let's just start with ketamine with uh, Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that was not good. I thought this was such a weird pick because Dr. Seuss is not even Australian. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I thought it was weird as well because I don't even know. Like, I guess, like, I thought it was weird because isn't Dr. Seuss just like a fictional character? Like, it's not even like a real, like, it is a person, but like, that's his, like, alias his pen name yeah and then like two it was just like i don't know like he couldn't even volley off the green eggs and ham thing and i was just like seriously (laughs) the overthinking of the answers and you have to be quick and concise and snatch game so if you don't like find that groove quickly you're kind of like screwed yeah that was also i mean also he's kind of scary to look at (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think she also dug her own hole because the whole shtick of it is it had to rhyme, but you had to riff off whatever was being said. Yeah. So it was a lot of improv. So it's like, why did you put so, why did you have to put so much groundwork for you to be able to nail it? Of course you didn't nail it. Correct. Right. Stoney said, why, he's like, why isn't this bitch rhyming? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's like, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like too, like missed opportunity a little bit that the filming didn't happen later because then they could have been like, I'm canceled or whatever. But <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> I definitely think Kidamine should have gone with Carol Baskins. That would have been much more funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would have been so fun to see Carol Baskin and Snatch Game. Yes, girl. Um, let's see who else we haven't gotten to that was not so good. Oh, yeah, here we go. Art Simone as Bindi Irwin. She had this whole character plan. You know, she absolutely had to do Bindi, and this is not great. <laughs> yeah, I get what we're going for, like the beautiful bombshell, but then make it like Miss Vanjie, make it a little rough. <laughs> But then, like, the long-winded answers, like, it's just, it puts the nails in the coffins that much faster. Like, you have to be able to go quickly with Rue because you just get that RuPaul glaze that happens, and it's like, you've lost him. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I felt, too. I was like, where is this going? And then she stopped talking. I was like, we did not get there. Yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest problem, I think, is just the long-winded answers. And it wasn't even, like you know, like we went on this long journey with her to get to the answer. And then the answer <laughs> was like, not that good. There was no payoff. So it's like, okay, well, it never came. So I don't know what to do now. Ooh, sad story. It never came. Uh, uh, Reese Nicholson is one of the judges, the, the redhead. Um, and he was also talking about how, you know, you're amazing and you're funny. And I feel like you thought you were just going to coast through this challenge. And I think there's a lot of notes that you need to hit in Snatch Game. Like with Magda, met the brief tick, 100%. You look and you behave like Magda, but you also need to bring it and you need to take mm -hmm. it all the way there. And I think being funny and looking like Bindi apparently was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, when I think of Bindi, I think of like, well, I mean, she's kind of following her dad's steps with the um, like wild animals. And so mm. I'm like, I feel like you should have, she, you know, she's art should have focused more on that angle and be like, oh, I just got like mauled by a gator or something. Cause she had all these stuffed animals and stuff that she could have referenced or whatever. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, there should have been more animal humor, I think, and more like something like that. This Bindi wasn't smart enough. Some people are too smart. This was not smart enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, finally, we have Coco Jumbo as Lizzo. Uh, this is so flat. Like, first of all, Lizzo's flute's name is Sasha. So um, <laughs> there's just like so many things we could have said and did. I hate that this fell flat because Lizzo is such like a huge personality who would love to be be watching drag race and seeing someone portray them like she'd be so into it so like have fun yeah like i feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities with this one and like even like i was telling jamal like like lizzo's whole thing is like body positivity and like she never like got up once and like just like showed off her body and that type of thing i feel like that's like an easy like thing you could do and make it funny like she could have asked the queen for the peanut butter and twerked on it 
<laughs> yeah. Or like talk talk about dating like a Minnesota Viking or like yeah. I don't know, like even the DNA test like joke was like fell flat. Like I feel like you could have made that like way better. Prince, the Prince connection. She could have been like bye bitch or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't know how you get like a golf cart in there, but like you could have like done something like that. You know what I mean? And also like that, I feel like that is not a hairstyle I've ever seen Lizzo wear. No. Yeah. Like girl, like Lizzo has big hair. Like she's, that is like a thing. Like I don't, I think she thought she was doing Lizzo hair, but fell in a box of little mix or something. I don't know what she fell in. She fell in the hair box and everything just stuck on. <laughs> I need a hair box to fall into. What do you do when you have a queen that you want to just be so amazing and they they fail to deliver? Because that's how I was feeling with Coco Jumbo. I've because you know she talks a lot about being a big personality, um, which I relate to, and I also relate to when there's a room of other big personalities. Sometimes you just like take a few steps back, even though this was your time. Like Coco just didn't rise to it. What do you do when you have queens that you love and they just don't rise to the occasion? Uh, it's so annoying in the moment for me because you know we're gonna get it after like when we start to see them on tour or just their post um drag race come up like everything is sharpened and they do everything so much better because mm-hmm. now they've seen themselves on tv so it's just like damn you couldn't give it to us on the show but when that pressure is on it can go either way i suppose yeah it's really hard because they feel like a lot of the queen's when they come on the season, like we saw this kind of on Canada's Drag Race, where I don't remember the queen's name. She was like out second or first or something. Juice box? No, it was, <laughs> I forget the queen's name. Gosh darn it, I don't remember. But like she was like a big deal in Canada and they were like all shocked that she left. Oh, kind. No, not kind. <laughs> Tainomi Bangs, because she definitely did not get out second or third. <laughs> Wait, it was Tainomi Banks. I thought she was out like third or something. No. She was out like third or she fourth. Was like in the she, middle. Didn't, she definitely didn't make it as far as we thought. We'll just it was, yeah. Well, yeah, it was more just like where they thought that she was going to get to the end, basically. Yeah. And it did not happen. It was so, kind of like a slow burn because every week she kind of got worse. Yeah. So I feel like that <laughs> kind of happens on this show, like where people like get in their heads a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and especially with the divas, like we've had lots of Lady Gaga's, uh, some pretty bad Celine Dion's, uh, bad Beyonce's. Bad Beyonce's. <laughs> so it's like maybe just not the divas. I don't know. So then after the snatch game, the queens are back in the workroom. They're getting ready for the runway. And Anita is talking about her strained relation with her dad, who I guess lives in England or might be dead. This is rough. Like, you know, part of being queer is dealing with the fallout. And it sucks when you're like a child and you're still figuring these things out and people kind of force you to grow up that way. So I hated to hear this about Anita, but um, again, through the darkness comes the light. And this is why she is the queen she is right now. The Anita we've met so far. Yeah, definitely. It was a, a sad story because like, you know, the, the parents broke up and I, I guess maybe, I guess, I don't know. Did, uh, was Anita always 
in New Zealand or I guess not because she said she moved to New Zealand. So maybe she was born in England. I don't know. Either way, this is I I didn't quite understand the whole uh, linear scope of what was happening in this story. It was very confusing to me. But um, but yeah, it was just sad to see that, you know, her dad was basically like, don't be gay. Basically, it's like the only condition. And then like, how can you how can you say that to somebody? You know, yeah, it's fucked up yes girl all right well let's go ahead and take a quick little break here and then we'll be back and talk about the runway be right back everybody hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened on this week's runway. The category is C sickening (laughs) this is exciting i wonder what the queens will come up with you know this is one of those categories you hear and you're just like "Ooh, this could be fun yes it's like see which realness (laughs) Ooh, see hag realness something something came out of the sea girl (laughs) the creature from the black lagoon some of these costumes (laughs) see hags in nature Um, so yeah, we, we, I mean, we started with a pretty great outfit from, um, Art Simone. I enjoyed this quite a bit. This was like glamour fantasy. I liked this. I liked the attention to detail from the hair, um, the fringe and the webbing on the gown and the fingers. It was all very styled, styled very well. Yeah. I really enjoyed this look. I thought, it was really fun. I really loved like the detail with the teeth. Like it was like she was like a piranha or something. Like so I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a very polished look from her. I, I feel like art is a look queen or a Luke queen. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Art will always look great and understand the assignment. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wig was everything. It was styled so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like the sea itself, that wig. Yes. Uh, next we have Kidamine. She's a, oh gosh. Is it an urchin? Word? Jellyfish? A cephalopod. Oh, I don't She's know. Like, octopus. The technical <laughs> names. It looks like a jellyfish to me. I definitely got Evie Oddly vibes. You remember Evie Oddly's pink octopus look on the runway? <laughs> I could see that. Just like the tentacles, not saying she copied or anything, but just like the styling (laughs) of like the tentacles. I thought it was pretty. Uh, I don't know. I was sort of in between on this. What do you think, KT? Like, like, let's see if you can break the tie. (laughs) Uh, The note I wrote was Disney on drag. And I don't know if that's a good (laughs) old. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think that's a read, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do a shade? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm calling it shade, girl. She's like like untucked sipping her drink right now with the straw. You can't see it because it's a podcast. (laughs) I wish you guys could see this. There would definitely be loud sipping noises edited in. (laughs) Oh, yes. I've got them queued up. Uh, next we have etc etc she is a 
submerging herself 10,000 leagues under the sea, <laughs> whatever. She's she's a, a scuba person. She's a little scuba drag figurine at the bottom of your fish tank. I like, <laughs> that this, too. <laughs> I like this idea. It's out of the box. Um, she's wearing pants on the on the runway. Oh, my God. But ah! I, thought, I thought it was a cute um, approach to the concept. Same. I thought it was like a really good look for her, like, it was kind of like not like because a lot of people just like went for like underwater like animals or fish whatever the fuck you call those i would have been ursula um but (laughs) yeah so like i like that she kind of just did like okay i'm going to like dress up like this old school like scuba diver cover your laps because i got some hot tea and receipts i want to do it chat i could see the back of i'll need to send it to you i can see the back of her hair with the wig. Let me send it to you. Oh, oh no. I could see, and I was, I'm not bitter from last week, but I just noticed it and I had to take the photo. I want to see. Hey, fair oh, is fair. <laughs> no, that's like a good call out because honestly, like I was telling Jamal that, like about JoJo Saho going home. Like I feel like that was a week. Oh, like, we see it now. Yeah, I was like, this is a weak like elimination from episode one. Like we literally eliminated someone for like something that doesn't even matter. And yeah, <laughs> no, I'm glad that you called that out. Yeah, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Where are you at this time, Michelle? Yeah, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could excuse it because she had the helmet, but I'm like, mm, you're picking and choosing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. They, they love doing that on the show. We love to um, come after the judges. So <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> uh, so next we have Coco Jumbo. I thought this was sort of like the closest we got to Ursula. This was the closest we got to Ursula. I was living for the wig, everything else. Um, I wanted it to just be a little better for her. Yeah, I thought this was cute. I also like, yeah, it was definitely giving us Ursula, right? And I thought, I don't know, I enjoyed this. I thought it was very, um, like, very good. Like, she wasn't trying to be like a fucking fish. Like, she just came out with <laughs> Ursula. I think those squiggly gloves were throwing me off. Like, she didn't. Oh. Need them. I liked seeing the body. I, I like seeing more of her body this week. Yeah, yeah. I like the dress itself. I agree. I mean, we need some like curves on this season because everyone else is just like a stick figure. (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of skinny queens on this one. Next we have up. uh, This is (laughs) Scarlett Adams. (laughs) Scarlett Adams? Anita. Yeah, this is Anita. Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm still trying to get all the names in here and the noggin, you know. Uh, so we have Anita Wiglet, which was a, a very good look. I thought she looked amazing. I love the makeup, the hair, the kind of windblown look and just giving you full sea siren. And I just love the sexiness of it all too. Very like burlesque. Yeah, she was definitely giving us that Joe Black hair, like <laughs> out on the seaside. Ice cream in the wind. Yeah, ice cream in the wind. <laughs> But <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a nice look for her. I thought it was really pretty. This was Anita's week. This was Anita's week. She is the phoenix rising from the drag ashes. It was absolutely <laughs> I loved it. I loved everything about it. Absolutely. Yeah, She's this sweating. was excellent. Um, so next we have a Maxi Glamour uh, <laughs> who's playing Rose 84 years later. 
<laughs> Listen, this is just giving me snowball realness. Like, I don't know what to say about this. Like, she, she, she definitely looks like she died on the Titanic. I actually really like pearls. Okay, so I would just expect more. First of all. Well, the problem with this is, and I don't always agree with Michelle, but it's like you literally walked out with like a white dress that had like pearls, just like a few stones, like hot glued to it. (laughs) And so it's like, great. You like went to Michael's, bought these pearls, you put it on there and here we are. Bitch, you better be covered in pearls, like of all sizes, like I attention to detail, try. I don't know. I don't know. Cause she has like the dollar store pearls, the like costume jewelry pearls, and none of this looks luxurious at all. <laughs> I I also feel like it could have been any sort of theme. It didn't scream sea sickening yeah. to me. And I know I expect a lot because we see so much high quality um, in drag race specifically, but I, I want to feel like you made this specifically for this theme and you're not going to repurpose it or it hasn't already been repurposed for this theme. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. All of that. Yes. So then next up we have Electra Shock giving us very much Derek Barry trying to do different <laughs> drag vibes. <laughs> this also <laughs> didn't make any damn sense. Like, girl, yeah. like you came out with like a white, like... full body suit and like now we're supposed to think you're like under the sea or something. She was giving you aquamarine but she didn't do but she didn't do Britney Spears this week so she's like it's Britney bitch. Oh no I felt bad because you can tell when the judges aren't feeling it and they're totally just reading her as like um, a cheap pageant queen. Yeah I mean it's like Electra did I guess good enough in the snatch game to stay here but it's it's weird to see her still here in the competition. And we're not coming for any of the Queen's pocketbooks listeners, but this is Drag Race. You need to embellish. You need to spend some hours rhinestoning. Well, having glitter bombs go thing off. Is, I, I think she actually looked good. The problem was that like, she didn't complete the fucking challenge. Yeah. Like, yeah. complete the challenge, girl. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote down... That girl at the wedding that wears close to white, but not white. <laughs> she wants to be the star girl. <laughs> oh, that was it. But she's not. <laughs> oh, shit. Too real. <laughs> um, moving on, we have Karen from Finance dressed up as Jaws or one of the sharks from the Katy Perry music video. <laughs> we were just asking where the camp was um in comparison to like uk specifically and here it is <laughs> no we were just talking about this because i was telling jamal is like because like anytime there's like a new like uh series like in a different country i like try to figure out like how does this compare to like u.s drag race and like i was telling jamal is like it's weird because like uk is like such a different thing and it's like so camp and I, I was trying to figure out Australia and I was like, there's not really much camp, it seems like, on Australia, but Karen is definitely giving us camp. <laughs> I don't know. I was not. I don't, know was, <laughs> I don't know if this look was it for me, girl. Like, I, I mean, know. this Especially wasn't one of you... my favorites. I was just like, this is costume. See, vibes. to me, this is something that Tia Coffee would have worn. <gasps> 
Wow. How and, dare you? But like, no, because like Tia Coffee, like she just like comes out and you're just like as a soft cup. Wait, you're wearing like your dress as a hot dog. Like what? <laughs> you said well, what you said. Not, at least it's not Cedra Jean with the Kirk <laughs> and Miss Piggy situation. Oh, that's uh, yeah. true. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> i don't know especially like when when they put when she puts the the head part the hood down like i was like this is worse now was the shark just like caught like i don't know what was happening i don't know hook went through yeah this is not my favorite let's continue on to scarlet adams uh you know, for a bodysuit, this slayed. I liked it a lot. Mm. I thought the makeup was correct. The hair was correct. I I felt the fantasy. I thought this was beautiful. Like, I loved that it was just, like, so much colors and stuff. And, like, it just, like, looked like I was watching, like, one of those videos, like, on National Geographic, like, under the sea or something. <laughs> oh, Rifa. Is that? Oh, Rifa. <laughs> Rifa. <laughs> Absolutely stunning, gorgeous. And I think what you want is to be so surprised that it's like, oh, so you got all different types of work done in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Scarlett Adams, absolutely. You're like, how did you have that, like so little time to be able to pull off something so stunning? And I don't even know what the materials were for those barnacle looking things, but it was absolutely, could have been on a movie set. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I think this is probably the best look from this runway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. I agree. Okay. Very cool. So that was the runway. Uh, so the winner of this week's challenge is Anita Wigglet. So congratulations. Well deserved. The queen slayed this week. Yes, we love you, Anita. Congratulations, Anita. <laughs> congratulations. Did I do it right, KT? Anita. There's gotta be there's an, there's no R in her name, but it kind of sounds like there is, isn't it? Anita. Well, Anita. that's Australian. There's usually no T's because we say Australia. Oh, okay. We don't even say Australia, which I'm sure is how you guys say it. Yeah. Australia. Wait, how are you supposed to say Australia? Straya. You just say Straya. Straya. Australia. Australia. <laughs> it's like the whole fucking people that say Louisville get like yeah it's not louisville lightning. or it's not louisville it's louisville it's not how it's spelled wow. i'm confused i, I am too <laughs> australia <laughs> i'm gonna start saying that australia <laughs> i'm gonna practice we know. off mic <laughs> yes girl um so then in untucked danny minogue appears on a 2010 imat to give the girls <laughs> i guess some lip sync advice <laughs> damn like they didn't they couldn't even get the flat screen out or like <laughs> i don't know what was going on here but it's nice that the attempted connection with the girls apparently <laughs> she could see the queens are imax like big in australia <laughs> unless they had some sort of deal who knows <laughs> <laughs> like what's happening like that's the computer i legit just gave away like that i had to throw away because it doesn't work anymore my 10th 2010 imac maybe they just like move all the like season one production equipment around no like here (laughs) season one we forgot to pack the 56 inch flat screen (laughs) damn it 
Oh my gosh, Raven, you had one job to do. <laughs> now we have to use this random computer that's sitting in the back. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so then we find out who's in the bottom two, which happens to be Coco Jumbo and surprise, surprise, Art Simone. Ooh wee. Are you sure you wanted your Snatch Game person after all, Arts? Ooh. Yeah, I was, choices were made. I was shocked by this. I thought for sure we were going to get rid of um, what's her name, the Pearl, Pearl. <laughs> Maxi Glamour. Yeah, Maxi Glamour. Sorry, I don't know the names. Fully How yet. effing dare you? I was gonna say like <laughs> I was gonna say like Madeline Hatter at first, but that's like a different scene. That's Dracula, girl. girl. Yeah, that's Dracula. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Damn. Uh, sorry. I'm really milling it in this season. <laughs> so he's really clearly enjoying this season. <laughs> wow. How dare you disrespect it down under in front of an Austra- Australia in <laughs> Australia. What, what have I done? <laughs> I'm so self-conscious saying it now. <laughs> we might as well just cancel this season. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Australia. <laughs> Are we supposed to say like Trace or like Trace? Tr- <laughs> what? Like, are we allowed to say ours anymore? Like, is it weird if we say Drag Race or, or should we say like? Oh my gosh! Like Yes or something? You know, you're not even prepared to take notes. We should move on. I feel like this is a stretch. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about this, KT? <laughs> Thoughts about uh, Australian vernacular. <laughs> I, 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 I've well, it's all a piss pot, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. If I mean, it's probably you would say Drag Race, right? Yeah, Drag Race. Yeah, Drag Race. Oh, okay, sorry, on. I tend to overthink sometimes. <laughs> wow, I don't know what just happened. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so these bottom two queens they lip sync to what i thought was going to be a kylie minogue song but it's not uh we got to hear i'm that bitch from the season we just fucking watched (laughs) (laughs) i thought we have a kylie minogue song too like did we just not have the budget could we not even afford a danny minogue song (laughs) right (laughs) like you could at least scrape the bottom of the danny barrel (laughs) something queen i know like (laughs) They gave us a Rue song for God's sakes. Like that's <laughs> I, definitely bottom of bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like sweet. They're probably gonna lip sync to like "Can't Get You Out of My Head" by Kylie Minogue or something. Yes. Oh my and god, then, that's the song I had in my head. And I'm that bitch is a totally different vibe. So I was like, not ready. <laughs> Talk about a swerve. Yeah, girl. Plus, it's also kind of hard to beat like Widow Von Du performing that one. So yeah, T. So uh, in a very shocking turn of events, nobody could have seen coming. Coco Jumbo was safe. And I think we were all waiting for the double save. But turns out that Art Simone has to sashay away. No double saves on episode two this time, Queens. I'm shook. (laughs) I thought we were going to get like a candy muse. Like, wait, Art. 
I'm not ready for you to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm shook and very annoyed about this because, listen, like, our Simone, I've been following forever. She's, like, super talented. Like, everyone loves her. She's a part of, like, WoW Presents. Like, she has her own fucking show on there. So, like, what made me mad about this is that how many, like, I get it. She did bad this episode, so I have no problem with her like being in the bottom or whatever but like after watching season 13 and the horrible judging we watched where like (laughs) everyone got saved for just being like there or whatever like (laughs) candy was like okay it's fine you can literally wear like a green alien suit like bodysuit thing and we're gonna give you a total pass and then (laughs) art simone like goes out and does terrible in snatch game has a pretty good look this week and then she goes home like i'm not here for it because it's just like how many times have we seen like a really good queen bomb on snatch game like it happens all the time so like for her to go home and like she's one of the biggest stars of the season like it just to me it was like kind of lame like i'm i'll be fine i'll get over it i just think (laughs) it's kind of like stupid well, because like Priyanka bombed Snatch Game and she won Canada's Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with anything Stoney's saying, but that lip sync, honey, was not it. I mean, I'm not mad that I'm glad that Coco stayed. Like, it's just kind of annoying to me that they got rid of like Art Simone. Like the picking and choosing across franchises and seasons, like that's what makes decisions like this. Like it makes us as viewers and fans question what's going on. Do you think it was in a way to like, not dramatically, but to like send a message to the other queen saying no one's safe sort of thing? Do you think that's what it was about? Because I definitely, before the lip sync, was like, oh, I think Coco is going to go home because Art Mm -hmm. is that queen that you expect to make it all the way, if not very far to winning. Um, So it was, yeah, I was definitely, I was like, oh, we're going to do a double save. And then we didn't do it. But also I am, well, I think I am Coco when I used to go to the club. (laughs) I I would look like that, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't. But that's how (laughs) I thought I was dancing in the club. (laughs) Well, I mean, Coco was turning it out. So it's like hard to even be mad. But yeah, I, I was like similar to you, KT. I was like, oh man, like Coco's gonna go. And I was like, Oh, great. They're getting rid of the two queens of color, like right off the bat. We all thought it. <laughs> like Stoney and I, before the episode even started, was like, oh, yeah, Art's going to probably make it to the finale. And then like, whoop, wig snatch real quick. Like, so this I think is partially what... it was to send the message because you can tell in the edit, too, like there was a little bit of comfort, a certain amount of comfort that Art had, which rightfully so, but you still have to like bring your A game for these reasons and she did not take it well no like (laughs) kind of like made me like feel terrible because i think like she like to me like she was definitely going to be in the finale like i Mm -hmm. thought like we her and karen were definitely going to get to the top no matter what so i was like shocked and like i think she thought she was going to be there too obviously so i don't know it's kind of crazy well yeah because the producer was like but you are here it's just like that doesn't matter she's like go fuck yourself <laughs> basically <laughs> which is like it's fucked because like art simone's probably one of the biggest reasons that people watch this season i mean maybe they're trying to like 
bring her back or something like in the season or maybe it's like okay like all stars or something i don't know it's definitely not the last we'll see of art unless yeah, she pulls I mean, it to me shame on she she, yeah. she was thriving before the season and i have a feeling that she'll thrive after the season but this is just a bizarre storyline for her on drag race mm-hmm. i don't know weird <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I'm knackered after all of this. Nice. Is that is that an Australian term, knackered? You did it is that, yeah, I did it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like crickets. Yeah. Australian, Seth, do it all. I'm trying to get those little references in for the Australian listeners, you know, just so they can appreciate what is happening. I'm going to do better, listeners. We talked about the goon last episode, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's know. what I call the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie is a goon. Like you goon, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there you go, everyone. We've lost another queen on Drag Race Down Under. This season is progressing much more quickly than season 13. So that's <laughs> a good sign. Now we're already like five weeks ahead at this I point. I love how just like Drag Race Down Under, it sounds like we're every episode that ends, we're like ending a flight and you guys are like the flight attendant saying another safe landing. Another <laughs> safe landing, everybody. We did it. You just did not know what to expect with season 13. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for coming, KT. We loved having you on the show. It's We'll have to have you come back if you want to. I don't know if if we've deterred you from wanting to come back on the show, but maybe we can have you come back later in the season. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I did make my notes and I'm glad I got some shady cackles in there. <laughs> oh, you I'm did. Good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. I foresee some shade rattles in the future. Absolutely. Yes. And make sure you all go check out For Your Reference podcast. We'll, of course, put their links in the description of this podcast so if you want to go check them out you're more than welcome to and um yeah we'll be back next week with another episode of drag race um drag race espana is coming up very quickly on may 30th so uh you know schedule tbd we'll keep you guys updated (laughs) (laughs) rue likes to throw those wrenches in there check the socials for updates absolutely and um yeah until then bye bye bye